Hello and welcome to the Americano podcast. This is a special sponsored edition of the podcast brought to you by the new social media platform Getter. I'm joined today by Jason Miller, who is CEO of Getter and a former senior advisor to Donald Trump's presidential campaign. Now, Jason, we want to talk about Getter, but first of all, you've just had a rather peculiar experience, I understand. You've just come back from Brazil where you were detained. Is that right? Yeah. And Freddie, great to be with you and uh, honored to be with the, uh, the spectator and love what you guys have been doing. So as the CEO of Getter, new social media company launched July 4th, new social media platform, our principles are free speech and opposing cancel culture, about 2 million users globally, a million in the US, a million in the rest of the world, about 15% are in Brazil. So uh, CPAC, uh, the conservative organization in the US, had their second ever CPAC Brazil conference in Brasilia over the weekend. And I was invited as a speaker. I was also one of the sponsors for the event and excellent event. They did such a good job of bringing conservatives together, people advocating for free speech, talking about the concerns of big tech and censorship. And Freddie, over the couple of days, the first couple of days I was there, folks kept bringing up the Supreme Court. I was like, you know, I know the Supreme Court's a big issue in the U.S., but I didn't quite understand that in Brazil, a single Supreme Court justice effectively has full investigative law enforcement powers. So a Supreme Court justice can actually go and say, I want to file charges on this person or that person or conduct secret investigations. They don't just rule on cases that are brought to them. They actually proactively go and pursue them. And people really, you you could tell, you could see the, the concern in their eyes, the fear in their eyes that this Supreme Court was literally uh, disrupting life in Brazil as we know it. They've been a massive thorn in the side to President Bolsonaro. So Fast forward to then on yesterday, on Tuesday, is the 199th anniversary of their Declaration of Independence when they uh, split off from Portugal. And so that Bolsonaro had a million people in Brasilia, three or four million in Sao Paulo, a couple million in Rio. Everyone's showing up with their yellow and green shirts and Independence Day and celebrating. And when we get to the airport in the morning, <laughs> we go through security and there are a couple of law enforcement individuals on their side said, Mr. Miller, please come with us. I'm like, hmm, this is odd. This doesn't normally happen at the airport. So they lead us down some stairs. We get to a federal police holding center down in the, uh, the lower level of the, the airport in Brasilia. They told two of the four people in our party they could go to the plane. And then two others, uh, myself and one other gentleman, were brought in. And they said, we're going to have one go to one room, one go to the other room. I'm like, this is like a bad episode of Law & Order starting already. And so the first thing they do is, again, I speak English reasonably well. I do not speak Portuguese. And our interpreter for this was the very nice lady that worked at the airport that was coordinating our flight. So she has the yellow vest on. She's helping to haul our bags. And so she's the interpreter while these plainclothes undercover federal police officers are wanting to, they're saying they just want to ask some questions. Okay, let's, let's see what these questions are. And they said, we have an order signed here by an, uh, Supreme Court Justice Alexander Demarais, who's been a massive hater, so to speak, of President Bolsonaro. And we have two ongoing secret investigations that we want to ask you some questions about. And I'm like, this is, I mean, you can't make this up. And this is like, like worse than a movie. And they said, or if you want, you can sign this form just saying that you have nothing to declare and you can be on your way. And I was like, time out, time out. Okay, I don't speak Portuguese. I'm not signing some form in a foreign country. What's this about? And they said, well, it just it pertains to you being here and launching the, the social media platform Getter. 
And I didn't obviously didn't understand because they didn't really say much about what these secret investigations were about. And so I'll just, I'll kind of get to the point here. So the first question is, why are you here? Okay, I was here for CPAC Brazil, I was invited to speak. Secondly was, who do you work for? I'm like, well, I'm the CEO of Getter. And they go like, who else pays you? What, who do you really work for? And I'm like, what? Like, what, what is this? I'm like, okay, this is starting to get a little bumpy. And I said, look, I'm the CEO of Getter, you know, end of story. It's a free speech platform. You guys are welcome to create accounts if you'd like. And then they say, we want you to list out for us, everybody in the country who's helping you or working with you to promote Getter, uh, your new social social media platform. And at that point, I said, all right, time out, guys. I'm going to call a lawyer. I'm going to get the American embassy involved. And so several hours later, ended up uh, back on the plane and, and heading out. But it was a surreal experience. And, you know, Freddie, it really goes to, look, we have free speech rights in the U.S. You do in the U.K., most of the Western world is some aspect of free speech. A lot of countries don't really have free speech, and you can just as easily be led into some detention center to to get grilled and not really uh, seemingly have any rights or recourse. It's a reminder that in a lot of ways, free speech is never truly free. Well, perhaps you could tell us a little bit about the situation in Brazil, because I mean, as far as you know, we could see in Britain, most of the media is telling us that Bolsonaro is sort of on the verge of carrying out a military coup to, to sort of seize power for life. And what you're suggesting from your, your story there is that it's almost the opposite. Yeah, and it is, uh, look, it is, it's scary. Imagine that if there were, um, uh, say, uh, elections in the UK, but you know, no Sky News, no GB News, no Spectator, you effectively had the left of center news outlets only, or in the US uh, to uh, be in the kind of the throes of a presidential election, but no Fox News, no Newsmax, no OAN. In Brazil, you really don't have any conservative media. So President Bolsonaro is truly on an island. And as we see this encroachment, whether it be Facebook with their, their oversight boards and what they're trying to do with labeling misinformation. So not only does President Bolsonaro have the global elites, the economists of the world, telling everyone that he's single-handedly out there with a blowtorch, torching up the uh, the Amazon and Macron and other folks who are, who are whining. Then you have no conservative media, but then you also have this these Supreme Court justices who individually are doing everything they can to lock up or try to interfere with President Bolsonaro. And it's it's nuts. And we haven't even talked about Lula, the former president who's coming back to run against Bolsonaro, which uh, I've heard it described to as the Bolsonaro Lula battle next October will be like alien versus predator. It'll be the ultimate knockdown drag up, maybe Rocky versus uh, Ivan Drago from uh, from Rocky Four. you know, any of those types of analogies. Or, or Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton versus Donald Trump part two. That, that actually might be a better way to describe it. But it's uh, and again, for someone who. Yeah, I've traveled a lot of places in the world, but to hear these stories about the the environment, whether it's the bureaucracy, the you know the deep state, the global elites, and here's the other thing, Freddie, and this this is important because I know you've talked about it quite a bit, both Americano as well as in the Spectator. The CCP is making a huge play in Brazil. China is now Brazil's number one trading partner because they need the livestock and, and some of their other agriculture commodities. But also they're making a very strong play, Huawei is, to try to get Brazil's 5G network. And so that's that's literally the environment. In fact, another former president in Brazil is actually lobbying on behalf of the CCP to try to get China in with, uh, with Brazil's technology. It's nuts, but here's the big takeaway. A lot of folks around the world see defeating Bolsonaro as being a way to end the conservative movement or the populist movement around the world. If we can just knock off Bolsonaro, then there won't be a Trump comeback. There won't be conservative leadership in the UK, even taking a look at Orban or, or Modi or anything of that nature. So there's a lot at stake in next year's election. 
Well, let's let's just unpack it a little bit because I mean, you're being accused of misinformation. You're being accused of you know being part of a sort of sinister Steve Bannon-led populist global group to disrupt global media and cause all sorts of trouble. I mean, let's just go through this. Is Getter a sort of populist international media agency that intends to disrupt countries? No, that's absolutely no. That's that's silly. Getter is a free speech platform that's open to everybody who wants to join. In fact, when I was giving my my speech at CPAC, I was actually in Brazil. I was actually kind of surprised to get something thrown at me. But I said, look, we'd, all, we'd like to have Lula on the platform. We want everyone from the political left and the political right and even people who don't care about politics. Our goal is our, really our two principles, promote free speech and oppose cancel culture. And if you believe in those principles, we think Getter would be a perfect place for us. Now, we are a disruptor app. And what I mean by that is we are going to fight for free speech. We're going to make sure that people are never silenced for their political beliefs. And that's the key differential. The fact that we are not going to go and play the political discriminators, the way that we see Facebook and Twitter and YouTube, what they're doing to people, they're stifling a lot of conservative voices. Obviously, right now, a lot of the free speech debate is on the center right. So that's where a lot of the passion is. But we also have it here in the U.S. and around the, you know, we have folks who are Democrats or people who are who are uh, labor. We have people from all the spectrum. Just, yeah, it's, it's a little bit more center right at the moment. But we're continuing to work to try to invite people from all backgrounds to join Getter. And the one thing, Freddie, I'd say is here's a, a really kind of a critical dynamic. Be, even though we're the free speech platform and our goal is to never censor or deplatform or silence anyone for their political beliefs, we do have basic standards, moderation standards in place. So for example, we work with both an AI component and with the human moderators to make sure that no one's posting, say, ISIS imagery or uh, neo-Nazi imagery or some kind of you know racist or religious epithets. That's not free speech. Uh, I, I think that I think most people would agree that your free speech rights largely go up to the point where they start to infringe on someone else. We want to have healthy, robust debate, but I'm not going to put up or tolerate you know, religious or racial tack type nonsense. We have a very strong moderation team that, that goes through and makes sure that's not happening. And look, just the same way you can't walk into a pub in London and threaten someone physically and not have there be some ramifications, although the ramification would probably be a knuckle sandwich. You can't go in the digital town square and threaten someone physically, for example, and not be suspended or, or kicked off the platform. Is it your biggest concern as CEO Getter that you aren't going to be able to establish opposing voices because Twitter, for all its flaws, one of the reasons it works as a platform is that people are disagreeing with each other all the time. And I know there have been other uh, networks and platforms that have tried to do what you're doing, Parler, the most obvious example. And what they find is it becomes a kind of uh, echo chamber of a certain type of opinion. And so you get a small audience, but you will never be able to, well, could be quite big, but it's it's still a, a sectional audience. And you can never break through into that proper free speech conversation where people are disagreeing with each other all the time. So really, really smart question. I'll tell you, I would describe it as a challenge, but not a concern, because as we continue to elevate the profile and talk to more and more people, we do get folks from different backgrounds to join. I think there are a couple of main distinctions between us and other, say, challenger platforms in the past. One, I think with our international reach, the fact that we're already at 2 million people, 1 million in the US, 1 million around the rest of the world, 15%, like I said, 15% being Brazil. Japan is about six or 7%. Canada's right around five. And then we have the UK, France, and Germany all at about 4%. The fact that we have such a broad international user base, I think really shows that uh, this is not just some US right of center type outlet. 
Yeah, I mean, this will be, look, the pendulum swings back and forth in the free speech debate. And uh, we have to work extra hard to get people with who are from more of the, the center left. But that's what we're working toward. And as we go and build this up, as we add more people who aren't even in politics, people maybe in sports or entertainment or news outlets, for example, that's when we'll start to get a lot more people from the center left, uh, so to speak. Quite frankly, I'd love to get as many liberals and left to center folks on as well, because you know what? At a certain point, they're going to come after their free speech, too. Yes. And does being I think you will forever be associated with Trump because obviously you've you've worked for Trump. You know, you, you will be called the Trump social network for a while to come. Is that a problem in, in creating the kind of cross ideological, cross political conversations that you want to create? I don't think so. I think that because of the uh, look, we do have President Bolsonaro on the platform as well as his two of his three adult children. So the fact that President Trump, at least in this early stretch, is not on Getter, I think has given us the ability to kind of establish ourselves for being a, a bit independent. Obviously, I'm hoping to get President Trump on board. I'll be chatting with him again shortly to see if we can go and do that. But you know, we're also making a play for big names all around the world. So uh, I think it's good. I think it gives us some initial credibility. When people bring up Trump and free speech, it immediately takes them to the deplatforming that he experienced, uh, what we saw with the Hunter Biden laptop scandal this last fall when big tech and big media colluded to to silence that, to squelch that. And so it, it kind of informs people, okay, this is the, uh, you know, this is the outlet that's going to try to have a real free speech platform. So all kind of rolls up into one, but obviously uh, I'm honored to have worked for President Trump and, you know, who knows, maybe I'll, I'll work for him again uh, one day. But as I told him last time that, that we talked, I was like, uh, you know, let, let me go and get, get her to, uh, you know, a couple hundred million people and then we can talk about it. Okay. One question I thought to ask you was that Twitter famously uh, has banned Trump, but it's also been criticised quite a lot for allowing Taliban spokesmen and various other extremist spokesmen without censoring them to the extent that they have censored Trump. I'd like to ask you, as as head of Getter, would you censor the Taliban? Could a Taliban spokesman have a have a have a Getter account? No. And I'll tell you where where we've made the decision to draw the line is that we do not take what other social media platforms have done into our decision-making uh, process here. We have, our belief is that we want to have free speech. We uh, want to limit as little as possible. We're obviously going to keep the platform a, a safe place to be. Where I think it's important for us to say is if somebody, literally the only reason for their organization to exist is to instill fear and hate or even killings on people, then that is someone who's going to come in and I think immediately be up to no good and, and destroy the platform. So for example, the, the Taliban or ISIS or the other radical groups that literally, you know, the, the Hamas's, the Ayatollah's, people like that, who every day they're chanting things like death to the West, or they're you know planning out terrorist attacks and things like that. We do not want them on the platform. And we've made sure that the, the handles that they might be allowed to use on say Twitter and Facebook, that they're not allowed to use those on Getter. And so I think if you're a terrorist, sorry, you're going to have to, you're going to have to stick with Twitter. Yes. And finally, Jason, I'd just like to ask you, I mean, we just talked about Brazil and your experience there. I'm glad you're back, by the way. <laughs> but I just wondered, I mean, it's very much the same story as far as you're concerned, isn't it? What happened to Trump and what's happening to Bolsonaro, that there's a deep state that is undermining their movement and that is actually treating, that is using legal tools to suppress them. And I wonder with Getter, to generate enthusiasm for Getter, do you need the repressive deep state? Do you need to have an audience that feels that they are being censored and suppressed to come to your platform to succeed? 
No, it definitely, uh, look, yesterday was one of our biggest signup days that we've had. We've had tens of thousands of people from Brazil join Getter yesterday. And so if the Supreme Court Justice De Marais uh, thought that he was going, this was going to be a bad day for Getter, kind of backfired on him, uh, in addition to tens of millions of dollars at free international media. So I'm not quite sure he thought that one through. But the biggest thing for uh, people go to social media networks really for two reasons. One, they want to connect with friends and family. People are kind of in their digital ecosystem, so to speak, and they want to get news content. And those are really the two biggest drivers. And so when I'm out trying to get people to join the platform, I'm trying to get people who essentially have followings, people who have, who, whether they have shows or they're prominent thought leaders, not even just in politics, it can be in sports or entertainment. We have uh, Jorge Masvidal, the UFC fighter, Gina Carano, who famously was on the, the Mandalorian show. So we have people who aren't necessarily political activists. Maybe they dabble in politics, people kind of outside the political world. Uh, key, uh, as you say, influencers or thought leaders, people like that. Uh, uh, look, you know, your very own Amber Athey, for example, someone who has a, a pretty good following on the news sense and people like to follow her and see what reporting that she is up to. As you start getting folks like this, that's what draws people in. And that much more so than the fear aspect when they start threatening to take it away, that might get people to move a little bit faster. So it's a consideration. But the big thing is the more names that you get, the more that other folks want to get on your platform to listen to them. And you mentioned, I did say lastly, but I'll say this one lastly. You mentioned then you might go back and work for Donald Trump. How long do you see yourself being CEO of Getter? The same thing I told the president when I spoke with him is that I, I really love what I'm doing. And the fact that we're the first ever social media or the fastest ever social media platform to get to a million users, we did in three days. We got to a million and a half users after just two weeks or so. Then we're now to, to two million. I, I think this thing's a rocket ship. I think with what we want to do coming up with, with live streaming, with some of the language translations, some of the things that is this app really continues to grow. Again, we've only been around for 61 62 days, something like that. The fact we're moving this quickly and some of the cool uh, things I have planned for us in the future, I'm going to be doing this for quite a while. This is, it's an amazing technology. Go to the Apple app store, go to Google play, getter.com, G-E-T-T-R.com. Check it out. And I think I think it'll quickly become something you want to go and look at as opposed to say Twitter, which you kind of dread looking uh, as it's, you know, a little bit of a cesspool. I know the feeling of dread all too well. Jason, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks, Freddie. Getter is the new social media platform with the mission of fighting cancel culture, defending free speech, and challenging big tech. Great technology, lively conversation, and an active community have propelled Getter's rise to become the fastest-growing social media platform of all time. Try it yourself at www.getter.com.